Scrap it. Scrap VAR. It's a joke. We're going about VAR this, VAR that. Help the officials out. Clearly they need help. I thought I was going to love VAR the same way I love goal line technology. A beautifully crafted moment of footballing joy should be snuffed out by a piece of miserable geometry. You've all heard the intro so far, so you know exactly what I'm going to speak about today. For all of you that have guessed it, you're right, it's about VAR in football. For those of you who don't know what VAR is, this is the video assistant referee and the most advanced piece of technology the sport has used. From the time VAR was introduced into the sport, it's gained many eyes, but for mostly the wrong reasons. People say it's spoiled the game, others say it's a helpful addition. So, is VAR good? Or not? Welcome to this episode of Borderscapes, hosted by me, Rishabh, with special guests Jayant and Vishal. To start off with the topic, why did VAR come into football in the first place? I feel it mainly came in as a helpful addition to the game to try and help the referees to spot out any errors that actually cannot be seen. But has it taken over the voice of referees as a whole? So Jayanth, you're studying sports management, so I feel you would already have a clear idea on what VAR is and how it works. Personally, what do you feel about VAR? From a personal standpoint, I feel like VAR is, hasn't reached that point where in which people are using the most efficient way possible, where every call is not controversial or every call is right. Because the way the way VAR is used now, I don't think there's a systematic approach to uh, how it's being used, and it's used whenever, uh, whenever like the VAR or whoever's behind the VAR, or like how in cricket, like we call them third umpire. I'm pretty sure that there's a term for it even in football. So whoever's behind the VAR, there's usually a VAR referee. So that referee is the main referee. So I feel that he's basically in charge of the game. So the on-field referees and linesmen have absolutely no power and that's what it looks like at least that even if the on-field referee gives a decision the VAR uh, referee kind of overrules that decision and so that basically means that the on-field referee doesn't really have power he's just there for being for there. the heck of it and I basically feel like that shouldn't yeah exactly yeah, so yeah. I feel like that should be improved upon because uh, it ruins the flow of the game and and obviously for the fans also I mean uh in, in one way, like, this is just a perspective thing. In one way, obviously, like, because fans haven't been allowed to watch games in most part of the world, I guess it's not it's not become that bad yet. Because if fans were there, I feel like it wouldn't be a nice environment for them because they'd have to wait for every call. They can't really celebrate if someone scores a goal. Yeah, I think because I think this was the situation before COVID actually took uh, <clears throat> place because I think uh, 2019, if I'm right, when VAR was introduced, I mean, obviously it was introduced before then, but when it came into the Premier League, a lot of these fans didn't know what exactly was going on in the stadium because they were all just like confused because they didn't know what VAR was going to do. Yeah, exactly. There's so many instances where like a footballer or a striker or like whoever might score and there'll be like fans obviously celebrating and going off about the goal yeah. and everything and yeah. then it's, it's brought back because of a VAR decision. Yeah. And obviously fans are going to get annoyed and they're going to feel all sorts of emotions at that moment. But I feel that there should be a systematic approach to it, like how in cricket and other sports, when they have like third umpires or Hawkeye in tennis, like they have an, a systematic approach as to you can only use those a particular number of times during the game yeah. and you can't use it, you can't just keep using it whenever you want. So I feel yeah. like even in football, they should have 
an option where in which a team can maybe use it once or twice, like during the game, or a referee can use it only only if the on-field referee has a doubt, will he use it? And there's no one like in like in his ear, basically in that like earpiece or whatever he's wearing that's going to overrule that decision that he makes uh, at the final point. When, okay. Yeah, when yeah, when the referee doesn't have a doubt, only when he has a doubt should he go check. Yeah, so okay. It shouldn't be for every single petty decision. My argument is, as a football lover. This is destroying that love. In particular, looking at offside borders, don't you think VAR is a bit too aggressive towards his offside decisions or calls? Uh, yeah, of course, because when it comes to offside borders, I feel like, especially in today's game, it wasn't this bad before. Uh, it's something that's been introduced over the last, I, I think, six to eight months. And players, fans, or even managers, they're not really amused by what's going on at the moment, given armpit offsides and the huge controversies behind armpit offsides because that's not the starting point. Like when players make a run, that's not their starting point. They're just leaning towards the opposition goal, which shouldn't which shouldn't be brought back for a free kick or shouldn't be called an offside because I don't I don't see how that makes sense, even for referees, because all these referees go through a number of courses, F1, F2, and all sorts of courses to actually get to that point. So they're all like professional UFR licensed referees. And anyone with, I feel, a common knowledge of the sport of football, I feel that they would understand that that's too harsh on teams because a striker's natural instinct is to try and get behind the defensive line. And he's obviously going to try his best to lean towards that defensive line because he'll have a head start when he's sprinting. And defenders are not going to see every single run or not going to catch every single run made by a striker or a winger. So it's just basic human instinct for a striker or a winger to lean towards the direction of the opposition's goal. And I don't think it should be called an offside for that. I feel that at the end of the day, what matters the most is where their feet placing are at because people use their feet to run. And So that's what matters at the start. Yeah, exactly. That's why I feel like that's the starting point matters the most because in the end of the day, if the defender and the striker are in the same line, that should be counted as a fair, that should be counted as onside and not offside. But in today's world, it's not. Even if their feet placement are onside, if the striker is leaning towards, leaning towards the opposition side too much and if his, there's an armpit like cutoff line or something, and if that's, if that's how it is, then it's called an offside. And I feel that that's too harsh on, on the attacking teams and it shouldn't be like that. His hand is apparently in an offside position, so he's disallowed. Football has gone. It's ruining football. Why is VAR good? For me personally, I feel on paper, it sounds like an idea that could potentially be a very good helping tool in the game. For example, offside borders, calls, fouls, penalties, all of these. Because sometimes these are not very hard to be spotted by the referee in real time. And this is when VR can be very helpful. So, Giant, what benefits do you feel VR has brought into the game currently? Or what do you think it could bring into the game in terms of the positivity? I feel that VR in today's game, amongst all the other controversial and bad decisions, it's, it has an equal number of good decisions. And a lot of teams have benefited from it from the past. The VR has been around for six years now. And it's hurt many teams and it's also done many teams a lot of good. I feel that we are in terms of some pen- crucial penalty decisions, crucial offside decisions, handball decisions, or even fouls that the linesman or the referee might have missed. VAR has caught that on, on camera and the VAR referee has come in very handy in, in situations such as those. But when it comes to, obviously, given the crucial controversial decisions also, 
I mean, even in life, I feel like people stick to like the negative things more than the positive things. And even VAR, I feel like that's the case. People stick to the negative things more than the positive things. But I would just like to say that there's an equal number of positive things VAR brings to the table. And yeah. Well, again, that depends on the fans, doesn't it? Yeah, it's obviously a player-to-player, fan-to-fan, referee-to-referee sort of situation. And But VAR definitely has its own benefits in terms of fouls or anything because... Obviously, a referee or an umpire cannot really be in charge of everything. He can't have eyes on everything that goes on on the pitch because there's like 22 players to take care of. And yeah. anyone anyone can have a control over 22 players in such a big field. So, VR exactly. obviously comes in handy because a referee, when he's running towards a certain direction, he has no idea what's going on behind him. So, sometimes there might be something that goes on behind or, or on his peripheral that he might not necessarily notice. And that's where VAR comes in very handy. Or he might... Or even a linesman. When when a player is too fast, the, the linesman might not be able to get there in time to make to make sure that that's an offside or to make sure where, whether there was a foul, whether the ball was played too early. He might not know. So I feel that VAR comes in very handy when the referee or the linesman have doubts in terms of what what happened, or if they are clueless as to what happened on the pitch. I feel that VAR observes everything. And yeah, the referees or VAR why. Is one day is in and now is not in. Don't ask to me, ask to them. So, knock the door, phone call. In football, VAR was introduced only very recently, but this isn't the only sport that uses visual assistant technology as a device to spot errors. Rugby has TMO, which is the television match official. Cricket has DRS, which is the decision review system. And then tennis has the Hawkeye. And football itself had the goal and technology before VAR came along, which is still there. So, Jayant, why do you think we are struggling so much compared to these other sports or technologies? Or in particular cricket, because I know you were a professional player beforehand. I feel that what uh, people should take into consideration is that VR has only been here for the last five to six years. Whereas any other any other virtual uh, assistant, referee or anything else they use for extra assistance has been there for a pretty like long, substantial period of time. Uh, especially cricket. I play cricket for like the majority of my life, and I, I, uh, in time, I've learned that the third umpire or video assistant referee has been used for decades now. Like I think coming up to twenty years at least, and because they've had so long, I feel that they've had enough time to improve and make adjustments to the amount of times it's being used, or almost had a ration it to a very minimalistic approach. And I feel that VAR also will uh, eventually get to that point. But at the moment, I feel that they're just abusing that power. And I feel that it should be used moderately. And the on-field referees should be given the power to make their decisions and stand by it. Because the more times they use VAR and the more they abuse that power, I feel that the, there's going to be so many stoppages. There's going to It's going to just ruin the flow of the game. And once fans are back, in stadiums, I feel that it's going to ruin the atmosphere because fans might not be able to celebrate goals and it's not going to be the same sort of atmosphere. And that's taking a lot away from the sport. So I don't think it's going to come because there's so much history to football and I feel that, and fans have a lot to do with it. So if you take stadiums like Anfield, White Hart Lane or like Old Trafford, fans go wild. And now if fans can't celebrate or if fans celebrate and a goal is taken away from them, I don't think it's fair. So I feel that VAR should be used moderately and fans and players and emotions should be taken into consideration before before abusing such a power. So, yeah. So at the, at the end, you're saying VR might just work in a few years, just like the other technologies out there. Yeah, exactly. I feel that uh, people should just 
be patient with Bea because it's such a new uh, addition to the sport. And I feel that just give it some more time, give it maybe two to three seasons for, for us to get a better hang of it. And I, I can almost assure that in in three seasons from now, Bea is not going to be abused to the level that it is being abused at the moment. So, and maybe five seasons from now, it'll, it'll come to a point where in which maybe it turns into the same situation as the third umpire situation where every team gets to use VAR, the virtual assistant referee, once or twice during a game. And the referee gets to use it only when he or she has a doubt and it's not used otherwise. And whatever the referee calls uh, on the field stays. And that's how it should be. So... Well, offsides is a key one. FIFA president Gianni Infantino has confirmed tests in relation to a new offside law. Unlike So, talking about the future and looking into the future, latest news suggests that Arsene Wenger has said that an automated system to judge offside border calls will be implemented in place for the World Cup, which is next year in 2022. Well, that is if the World Cup happens amidst all these controversies surrounding the new European Super League. But do you think this will actually work or do you think it'll just be VR 2.0? Or what do you think... VR could make to make it more efficient in the future? Uh, I feel when you look at World Cup, the World Cup is next year. I feel that uh, when we're looking at the World Cup, I don't really think VR can make too many improvements by then because obviously it takes time because only in only once you experience how players, how the stadium's atmosphere is, how fans feel about things, can you actually make adjustments that will satisfy their needs? So I feel that we have to give it that much time. But when it comes to an automated uh, offside border call, it's pretty much the same thing as VAR. Like, I don't think there's too many differences because at the end of the day, the VAR does the same thing. Uh, whether it be a one-minute decision or whether it be a 10-minute, 10 10-second 10 decision, it's the same thing. The An offside call is an offside call. I don't think that's the problem we're dealing with uh, today. I feel that it's what it stands for. Because an offside should stand for the starting point, as we as we discussed before, it should start. It should stand for the starting point, and it shouldn't start. It shouldn't stand for things like armpit offsides and where the player is leaning and all that. Because I feel that that's just basic human instinct. And as a striker, no matter who you are, you want to get behind the defense. And if you're leaning towards that side, I don't think it should be an offside. So, so basically, from it. what you're telling me, an automated system might just give the same result but a bit faster than normal. Exactly. All right. So and. Obviously, talking about the 2022 World Cup, obviously, like you said, there might not be enough time to make changes, but maybe, obviously, we've discussed this in terms of uh, when we were talking about the sports uh, and different sports, but I'm saying 10 years down the line, do you think they could be changed? Do you think that, what changes do you personally feel should be implemented into VAR to decrease that controversy that they create? Um, I feel that they should try to stick to a very uh, similar systematic approach that cricket uh, is using at the moment, wherein which they almost ration the amount of times they use uh, the virtual assistant referee, because yeah. that also doesn't ruin the flow of the game. Because the more times you use these virtual assistant referees, the more stoppages you have. And football isn't a sport where you have constant stoppages. It works well in cricket because every time there's an overchange or every time, uh, every after every ball, there's a break. So there's constant stoppages in the sports. So yeah. It's easier to put something like this into a sport where there's constant stoppages. But with football is a continuous sport. So it's 45, 45 minutes. So you're continuously just going on and on and on. So I don't think when you start adding more and more stoppages to that game, it's obviously going to be frustrating for fans, managers, or anyone who is part of the sport. So I feel that 
<clears throat> they should try to ration it even more than cricket because cricket is easy to ration. But in football, it's going to be slightly harder, hence it'll take slightly longer than it took for cricket to almost perfect. And I don't think any sport which uses this format of uh, virtual assistant referee really has perfected it yet. Even cricket has some controversial decisions, and so does any other sport. So I feel that every sport should just be given that time that it needs in order to perfect it. And like cricket or hockey, football, tennis, they're all getting better at it, but it just needs time. So, yeah. Look, this was a good idea. We thought it was, but actually, it's useless. It's hopeless. It's garbage. Let's take it back. When you speak about football, one of the main components for this game is the huge fan following that each team has generated over the years. So how does VAR impact these fans? So Vishal, being a huge Red Devils fan, how do you feel VAR has impacted you personally? Regarding VAR, being a United fan, especially this season, you know, it has given us a lot of penalties, a lot of goals (laughs) and all that. And you can never forget about the PSG match in 2019 Champions League. What a match that was. Yeah, last year. Yep, I remember. VAR has given us the golden penalty to knock out PSG. Wow, that was such a beautiful moment. But then, jokes aside... War has its own good sides and bad sides about it. Good side being that, you know, there will be so many uh, fouls that can be unnoticed by the referee in real time because, you know, he, he might be looking somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the players should be appealing for the foul and, you know, you go to the visual assisted referee to check yeah, yeah. if the foul was legible or not. So, yeah. regarding those type of matters, yes, war has been really good. Potentially, it can be much better. 100%. 100%. It but, can be much better, yes. But then, you know, over the recent years, as in over the past few years, ever since VAR has come to the Premier League, especially in the Premier League, yeah, there has been so many controversies about offside. Well, so you've got, to, you've got to my topic for me. Offside is my topic <laughs> and you've got it for me. So, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, again... Talking about offside, since you've already got to offside, what do you feel about this whole offside controversy? That, or even in general, what do you feel about VAR and offside borderlines? Uh, regarding uh, offsides, it's brutally precise, and this disrupts the very natural flow of the game. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like for example, there was this match, uh, this match with Arsenal and Everton. Yeah, I think and... this is the Nicol- because this is the Nicolas Pepe's incident. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what happened was Arsenal was denied a crucial penalty in this match. Yeah. And this was because that Nicholas Pepe's elbow was out, out outside the border, and that's just a millimeter away from the offside border, which is like brutally precise. So I feel like, you know, if it wasn't uh, precise, you know, it would be better. So don't you think if VAR spots out such close calls for offsides, then there should be like a new rule implemented into the playbook. Yes, they should. Like, they should make it more lenient in, uh, in regarding the offside matter. That's what I feel. 100%. Or, or, I'm only saying this only because I don't know if, if other people out there would agree with me. I don't know if FIFA's going to listen to this and agree with me. But my point is, if if there's going to be old rules and new technology, it doesn't sync well. Because these rules are made for technology... And in their times, this is not made for technology in the current standards. So obviously, you need to change the rules if you're going to use new technology, if that makes any I sense. I mean, as you said, VAR is just, it's more an advanced piece of technology. Yeah, obviously, because this, benefits of football football. has already had goal line technology, which is also 
which is which is also uh, which was which was very improved technology in those days when it first came out. But now you don't see any any problems with goal line technology as much as you see with VAR. Like yeah, like since it's a very new piece of technology and rules has been set regarding uh, its uh, its boundaries, the governing bodies should you know take a stance. and listening to all the people who are complaining it's not only the fans who are complaining about uh, ruining the natural flow of the game it's it's also the managers as well as the players as well as all the pundits and all the other uh, people uh, who are like officially related to the game yeah. they're also c- complaining that it's ruining the natural flow of the game yeah. and especially when it comes to the premier league uh, it has been it's like it's the only i feel like that is the only controversial thing which is like going on like on a on a regular basis in the premier league yeah 100% 100% yes yeah yeah but again so mm. i feel as a fan <laughs> there's not much we can i mean obviously you did say if if the governing body does take action then there's going to be good but as a fan i think the only thing we can do is speak about it and hopefully someone hears us at one point of the time like at this point in time everyone is complaining about yeah, it so yeah. they should change i mean hopefully uh, next season or the seasons after we're going to see a whole different vr but again until then we can only hope <laughs> yes yeah football is worse for var and that should never ever be the case all of you may think i hate var but the truth is i don't i love the fact that we have something helping to judge errors in the game but i hate the fact that is being used in the wrong way finally to conclude i have a question for all of you listening can var actually work out in this sport without having too many controversies is there a possibility that someone in the future you won't be so scared to wait a decision from var knowing it's going to spoil your game well i sure hope so especially with the likes of fresh talent coming up the ranks i would hate to see var ruining some of the fantastic goals they scored before we leave i would like everyone to join me for 5 seconds of silence for all the wrong decisions VR has given so far. Thank you for that and I hope to see you all soon when VR comes up with new controversies but until then this is me signing out. I'm Rishabh Ravinder and you've been listening to War or War a part of the podcast Podscapes produced with the support of the School of Media Arts and Humanities and the Office of Technology Enhanced Learning at the University of Sussex. Martin Spinelli and Lee Gooding were our executive producers. We had technical help from Matthew Taylor. Our theme music was composed by Mona Yusuf and our graphic design was by MS Quint Design. Additional episode music credits and info are available at borderscapes.org. And for socials, we are at borderscapes pod. Thanks for listening.